0: spiritual slingshot that will truly send the projectile of choice with power to do exploits for the kingdom of God and the projectile in this case you know what a slingshot does it shoots the objects but but the projectile in this case is the kingdom of God it's the work of God the other arm of that slingshot is the Holy Ghost being filled with the Holy Ghost and these two arms together make you a force to be reckoned with. How many of you want to be a force to be reckoned with? You, you remember that, that Bible story, right? Where it says that uh, the demon said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But I don't know you. I want that to be said of me. I want it to be said of me that, uh, Cole, I know. I want you to be the kind of people that where you go, you make the devil nervous because he never knows what you're going to do. I want us to be the kind of people that learn to live every moment for his glory. To make God smile. I want to be the kind of man that makes God smile. That God gives me an attaboy every day. Just a pat on the back. God saying, attaboy, go get him. I'm looking for people that will help me fulfill the vision to make this church be the greatest impact church in the Lehigh Valley. Are you that people? I'm going to say that again and give you an opportunity. This is the setup. I'm looking for people that want to make sure that this church becomes the greatest impact church in the Lehigh Valley. Are you that people? If we're going to be that kind of people, we're going to have to change. We're going to have to change the way we do church, the way we do life. Change our lives personally and corporately, and this, this includes prayer. And so we've set up for 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're in day four, that for those of you who started with us on the second. Day four, I appreciated communion on a whole new level today. I trust you're joining us. And if you're not, if you haven't yet, that you will start today. 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're having one meal a day after 5 p.m. I'm asking you to join us in unity. I'm also asking you to stop eating by 11 o'clock. That seems like such a stretch, but I need to say it because people need to hear it. And uh, don't try to make up for all of your meals in that span of a few hours. Like I'm going to fill all of these calories up. It, no, you're, you're putting your flesh under subjection. That's the point be- behind prayer and fasting. I'll talk more about it in a bit. But let's begin right here. Um, Ariana, you have my title for my message is Significant Prayer. Significant Prayer. I want us to become a church full of people that have and experience significant prayer. So we're going to be here tonight at 6 o'clock. Come on back out. Come on, church. So many of you, just you're going to be home watching football or something that isn't going to impact your eternity. It'll have no impact on your eternity. I know. I know you're locked in on the Eagles and you're praying. You're fasting for them. They need your prayers, but don't use it tonight. But look, we spend so much of our time wasted on junk that has no impact on eternity. Come on out tonight at 6 o'clock and then join us. There's information in your bulletin and through every electronic... Uh, in a way that we connect with you guys on how to join us at 6 a.m. tomorrow. For those of you who get up early in the morning, you want to join us, you can call in and join us for prayer at 6 a.m. We've done it for the last several years. It's awesome. It's awesome. The last time we did this, I, we must have had 30 people on the line at the same time praying together. <laughs> in our own homes, but you can join us there. And then we'll be back tomorrow night, so it's 6 o'clock tonight, but it's tomorrow night through Friday is 7 o'clock each night. Tonight we'll have some worship along with our prayer time. But, and Wednesday night we'll have some worship along with our prayer time, but the other nights is just going to be focused on prayer, about an hour each time. So let's talk about praying daily because that's the kind of people you are, right? And if we're praying daily, we're going to be living every moment for his glory. That's our theme for this year. That's what God has just spoken into my heart, my spirit, that we're going to live every moment for his glory. I thought initially that I might say every day for his glory. But, you know, there are some moments in every one of our days, come on, somebody, when we ain't living for his glory. So I want you to live every moment for his glory. That, that way we will have the most significant impact wherever we go and whatever we're doing. Look at what Paul said to the church in Colossa. He said it this way. He, he wrote to the church in Colossa, Colossians 4 verse 2, he put it this way, Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Devote yourselves. you hear the word? Devote yourself. That's not just a simple thing, is it? It's not a now I lay me down to sleep prayer, is it? This is devote yourself to prayer. Anything that you're devoted to, you do frequently and daily, don't you? Right? You know it's true. If you're devoted to it, you're doing it daily, frequently. You see what was happening. Paul sends this letter to the church in Colossa. And that church in Colossae, like most all of the churches in that region, first of all, put yourself in context. The church is about 30 years old when he's writing this letter. Uh, I don't mean that church as such. It may not have been that old, but the church itself is about 30 years old when Paul's sending this letter. And and so the church is coming under attack, uh, and, and Paul wants to stem the tide of attack from false teaching. Anybody in this place live in a time when there's false teaching? How about false teaching but in the name of God? Oh, yeah, there's pulpits today that are teaching. False teaching, not in the Word, not what the Word's saying, but what man is wanting the Word to say. You need to be prepared for attack that'll come from false teaching. Look at what Paul said there, an alert mind and a thankful heart, you have to devote yourself to prayer if that's going to happen. If you are going to stand against the tide of false teaching, you must know the word and be a child of prayer. Come on, church. If you're going to stand against the tide of false teaching, you must know the word and be a child of prayer. It goes without saying, if you don't know the word for yourself, you won't be able to stand against false teaching. Dare I say this, if all, of you, if all that you are getting is what you get here on a Sunday morning, you're weak. I'm not just talking about prayer, I'm even talking about the Word. You need to be getting in the Word every day. Every believer must come to grips with this fact. The fact that the, the primary battlefield for our lives is spiritual. The primary battlefield for our lives is spiritual. We are spiritual beings in a fleshly body. Look at your neighbor right now. Tell him you're a spirit. You have a spirit. Now, it's covered with flesh. And some of your flesh looks really good. Some of it, maybe not. But you are a spirit being with a fleshly body. I want you to get that in your head. You are a spirit being in a fleshly body. So everything is connected or somehow rooted in the spirit realm that touches your life. Everything. That's why we did what we did a few moments ago. That's why I prayed all of you over all of you folks, and that's why we took communion, because that, that, that practice of santeria is, is demonic in its base. That power comes from the world of darkness. It's spirit-based. Therefore, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but spiritual. If you're going to fight in this battle, you need to be prepared for the battle, and the only way to really fight in it is to not fight with your carnal weapons. I don't care how broad your shoulders, how tall you are, how much you can weigh 350 pounds. You cannot handle this spiritual world by your fleshly capabilities. The weakest-looking person in this place may well be the strongest person in this place, spiritually speaking. 2 Corinthians 10.4 tells us what to do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Look at that verse again. Look at it. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning. That's what men think up. And to destroy false arguments. That's what they espouse. This human reasoning brings men to places where they're arguing and they're bringing false arguments based on a false understanding. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost to combat this mess. So you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and develop a solid prayer life. Filled with the Holy Spirit and develop a solid prayer life. So here's what's got to happen. Prayer has to become a part of your daily life. Daily life. Uh, if you're expected to become a solid, well-formed believer, you must develop the daily habit of praying. I want you to hear that if you're expecting to become a solid well-formed believer you must develop the daily habit of praying i love what paul said to another church the thessalonica the church in Thessaloniki. he said never stop praying in the new living Tra- translation you king jamesers know it as something else don't you pray without ceasing Pray without ceasing. Never stop. Never stop. Never slow up. Never back off. Always pray. Pray daily. Pray frequently during the day. If you fail, hear me when I say this. Every one of you under the sound of my voice, mark this word. If you fail, fact is, turn your phone on record for a minute. You can do this online later. Or you can do it right now. But I want everybody to get this. That's why I'm I'm pausing for a moment to record this. If you fail to find the time or create enough margin in your life for prayer, you are cutting yourself off from your best shot at living this Christian life. You've cut yourself off at your best shot at living this Christian life. It cannot just be your mealtime or bedtime prayers. All right, you can turn the video off. Well, I mean, I don't care if you want to keep doing it, but we got it being recorded now anyway. But it, it, if your prayer life consists of I'm praying over meals, and that one, for some of you, that's just a... Cause you're hungry, and if you if you're trying to pray before you break your fast daily, don't start at 4:55. You know you ain't praying long. You ain't praying over that meal like you should be. I thank you, Jesus, for this food. Hallelujah. Glory. If you are are three or more months old in the Lord, your prayer life must become more than a gimme-gimme session. I may have to repeat that one, but if you're three or four or more months old in the Lord, your prayer life needs to become more than a gimme-gimme session. It's it's perfectly fine to ask God to help your family, to pray for Aunt Evelyn, uh, you know, with her bad knees. It's all right to pray for Uncle Joe, who's an alcoholic. It's okay. It's okay to pray and seek God and ask God to come through. You may be that thoughtful person that remembers everybody in your family, and you can take 10 minutes praying for everybody if you name them and think about them and stuff. I want you to pray like that. Yeah, that's okay. But at some point, it has to stop with the give me, Lord. Here's what I need, God. Most of us talk at God. God. We don't talk to God. We talk at Him. This is what I need, Lord. It's like your kids do you. Your kids do this with you. They're talking at you. When they say, Mommy, 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 Mom, Mom. They're talking at you. They're not talking to you. They want something from you. They're not interested in what you think or how you feel or what's going on in your life. They're interested in what they need. And if we do that with God, what kind of relationship do you think that's going to create? Talk to God like He's there listening to you. Mature believers should have a conversational style prayer life. Mature believers should have a conversational type of prayer life. What am I talking about? You're saying that I should have a conversation with God like he's going to talk to me? You got it. You got it. You got the sermon. You should have that kind of a relationship with God. And if you don't, I'm not trying to condemn you today. I'm just saying, let's make 2020 different. In fact, put it this way. It's my fourth point here. If your prayer life isn't interactive, then make it your goal in 2020. If it's not interactive, then make it your goal in 2020, that my prayer life's going to be different. What does that mean? That means you've got to build enough margin in your prayer time that you're actually listening for God to say something to you. Amen. You might be surprised what He'll tell you if you'll slow down and listen to Him. So, make that your goal in 2020. If you're going to become... uh, A kind of believer that lives every moment for God, for His glory then you need to have an interactive prayer life. All right, let's talk about praying on special occasions. Last Sunday, I just spoke on the book of Esther on how the Israelites were called upon to pray and to fast before she spoke to the king. Something happened in the heavenlies when they prayed on their knees and they fasted. There's something about when you put your flesh in subjection to the Spirit of God within you. There's something that happens, and it only happens when you fast. And pray. I know, I know those of you, you real spiritual people, that are sitting here right now saying, I don't need to pray I don't need to fast, preacher. I I get in the presence of God, my prayer time is awesome, and your flesh is still not under subjection. You need to learn this. You need to practice this. Make it a practice in your life so that your flesh learns that your spirit, that I told you, I told you, you were a spirit being with a fleshly body. And until you tap into that understanding and your flesh tells you right now, my stomach is telling me something. It's talking to me right now. My flesh is saying, you need to eat. It's telling me stuff. I'm surprised you can't hear it on my microphone. (laughs) That's your flesh talking and why we fast and pray. Uh, and, And that may be humorous, but it's a good way to illustrate what's happening in the spirit realm. You need to put this flesh, this body, in subjection to the Holy Ghost in you. You learn how to let him take charge when you face your battle, just like these people do. I just mentioned Esther. Let the Holy Ghost get involved. He can move stuff you'll never move. He moved on that king's heart. She had favor with him instantly. He'd have given her anything she asked for. He didn't have given her anything. She didn't ask for houses. She didn't ask for lands. She didn't ask for more control. She didn't ask for more power. All she asked is that that curse that had been put on the Israelites be removed so they could live at peace in the land. And so when you're under threat from an enemy, that's the time to pray. Anyone... This is powerful, this next statement. It's in your notes, whether you get it electronically. Some of you, do you all know that, that we have an app? The church has an app. And if you connect with our app, um, and don't do it right now. If you haven't done it, do it after service, because I want you to pay attention to me. What I've got to share with you today, that's going to make a significant difference in your life. But we have an app, and you can connect on the app, and you can actually follow the notes here, and uh, do they still, is it, you just push the, the blank and the word comes up? Oh, you got to type in the word. <laughs> Go ahead. Wow, that's like cheating. Yeah. No, 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 I'm going to tell them all that. I want them to have to work. <laughs> that information will cost you $100 a no, listen anyone that is doing anything of note in the kingdom of God will from time to time face threats from the enemy you're doing anything of note remember I mentioned that everything is connected to the spirit world Anything that you're doing, if it matters to the Lord, to the kingdom of God, the devil knows about it. And he's not going to leave you be. And so what we have to do is change our mindset regarding this in order to take proper dominion as God intends. Because God intends for you to take dominion. You're supposed to be just like Jesus was. The word tells us that he will bruise the head of the serpent you're covered in that man's blood you too should bruise the head of the serpent by your actions daily john 16 puts it this way i have told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth you will have many trials did you see that that's the word of god jesus in fact is speaking here Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have past tense. I have overcome the world. Do you know Jesus was prophetically speaking there? He's still alive. He's saying it. Take heart. I have past tense. I have already. It's already done. Prophetic word. I have overcome it. Jesus knew he was going to the cross. He knew he was going to win successfully our hearts and our lives. You too can walk in that same kind of power, but you've got to be covered in the blood, and you've got to be a man or woman of prayer, and you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'll tell you this, I, I, I said we're, in a, we're spiritual beings living in a fleshly body. These threats may have a name and a face, but doesn't mean that those threats are just human in makeup. It may be somebody you work with, it may be a supervisor, a boss, threats. Threats to your active life, even your spiritual life. Maybe people you know and love and care about. They may have a face. They may have a name. That doesn't mean it's not, it's just human in makeup. Remember the enemy is after you. God's intent, this is something that's not in your notes, but I wish you would get this also. God's intent in every situation is to see you come up higher. Say, I'm coming up higher. Come on, say it. I'm coming up higher. Consequently, stop looking at every threat as nothing more than a pain from the enemy, but look at it as an opportunity to take territory for God and grow personally. God's not trying to take you down. Hear me when I say that. Whenever you encounter threats, whenever you encounter territory that's difficult for you to tread, that's your opportunity to take that territory for God. He's not trying to tear you down. He's trying to grow you up. Look at your neighbor right now and say, Grow up. up. He wants you higher. He wants you to tear the devil apart. He wants you to take up his territory. He wants it said of you, just like it was said of Paul and of Jesus. He wants your name in there. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. I know PC, too. He's trouble. He creates problems for me. I want that to be what the devil thinks when I walk in a room, when I walk into some territory. You need to start operating that way, church. Really? Really? I don't know why it did it, but it did it. My, my mind went to that. You remember when the song from the old Ghostbusters movie? I ain't afraid of no ghost. I want you to walk in with that kind of authority. I ain't afraid of nothing. I got Jesus in me, and he's more than enough for anything I could possibly face. So get yourself ready every day. Put on the whole armor of God every day. That was my first post related to this, our time of prayer and fasting. Put on the whole armor of God. I mean it. I mean it when I say that. That's no joke for me. I'm asking you to put on the armor of God. And if you have to look at that scripture from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, read all of those verses in there, but literally pray through it. Talk about it. I put on the helmet of salvation. My mind is covered. My mind is clear. I know exactly what I believe, and I am covered by the blood of Jesus. I have the breastplate of righteousness on me. I have it on my body. My my heart is covered. My heart is protected from attack, when the enemy would cause me to destroy, my heart to be destroyed, and my life to be downcast. I am covered. I have the breastplate of righteousness. My feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The devil better watch out because wherever I go, I'm bringing the name of Jesus with me, and I'll preach Jesus, and he is peace. I have my loins girt about with truth. I know the truth. I know the Word of God. I walk in the Word of God. It is my life. It is my hope. It is my future. I know the truth. You can't tell me some false mess and cause me to stumble. My loins are girt about with truth. But I ain't done yet. You know that, don't you? Because I have a shield. It don't matter where the enemy tries to attack me. It doesn't matter where he brings something in. I have a shield. I can put that shield wherever I need to go to quench, the Scripture says, the fiery darts of the enemy. That doesn't mean the darts won't fly. It just means I got a shield that'll protect me from them. But I ain't done yet, and you know that, right? Because there's one offensive weapon in your armor. One offensive weapon. Every one of those I just named are defensive weapons. God never intended for his church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That tells me that I'm taking the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and I'm tearing down strongholds everywhere I go that nothing the enemy has can stand against. So I want you to pray that prayer. I want you to wake up in the morning, put on the whole armor of God, just like I said that, just like I preached through that. If you have to go back and listen to this a dozen times, do it till it gets in your spirit, and you know how to pray that prayer every day. So that the devil looks, he's saying, "I don't know if I can go in there. I don't know if I can do that with them. I better back off of that territory." So like like Queen Esther once you're aware of the threat go to prayer and fasting prayer when linked to fasting is like a double-edged sword isn't it doesn't matter which way you twitch and turn that double-edged sword it's gonna cut and tear down any time that you put your flesh in subjection to the spirit within you you will gain the upper hand in battle did you hear that that's in your notes Highlight it, underline it. Anytime you put your flesh in subjection to the Spirit within you, the Holy Ghost within you, you will gain the upper hand in the battle. That's not to say you'll have no fight. <laughs> I just read John 16 In this world, you'll have trouble. But Jesus said, I overcame. Therefore, you overcome. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, you're an overcomer. Nick, look at, look at Curtis because he's looking for somebody to say it to him. He's believing, he's praying. He's praying for the 49ers up there. He needs prayer, brother. He needs. If you are breathing, Satan will never stop fighting. Did you hear that? He's never going to leave you alone. You know why? Because he's preparing for eternity, just like you ought to be. Your prayer life, by the way, should take on a serious note. Come on, look at your neighbor right now and say, "I'm serious. I'm serious." <laughs> she, she's working on it) <laughs> You're in a battle. That's why it's serious. Soldiers train for battle. You're one of God's soldiers. You know what soldiers do in training? They learn the type of weaponry used by the enemy. They figure out what the enemy's going to use, and they combat it with knowledge, not ignorance, so that they can withstand the onslaught of the enemy. Prayer is your learning the enemy's tactics and manner. If you put on the whole armor of God daily, if you seek God's face in your private time, if you're talking to God a whole lot more in the private than you are in the public, then God's going to build up your spirit man, your spirit woman, so that whenever you face the tactics of the enemy, you're ready for him. Soldiers study the territory, they study the terrain in order to find the points at which they're vulnerable, so they learn where they might be vulnerable and they fill in those gaps. You learn where you might be vulnerable as you seek the face of God and the Holy Ghost will show you where you got weaknesses and where you need to grow so that when the enemy comes in and attacks you, you'll be able to handle it. I want to close that section with this word: Your impact will be minimal if you are unfortified and ill-prepared. Your impact will be minimal. It won't really matter, is the point. If you if you're unfortified, if you're not putting on the whole armor of God, if you're not praying, if you're not spending time with God daily in prayer, you're going to be weak. If all you've got is your Sundays here in the Word. And the prayer and the worship that we do here—if that's all you got—and if you're, maybe you're praying over your meals. Maybe you're saying, "Now nah, lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die, which is a curse from hell, because if you should die before you wake, you're going to heaven if you're a believer." So I don't—you shouldn't even be praying that kind of prayer. If I should die before I wake. Why speak something like that into your life? I thank you, Lord Jesus. I, I trust you rapture me out of here before, before I wake. That would be a prayer to pray. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. <laughs> Spend some time with God. Get alone with God. If all you've got is them little penny any prayers, little bit, little dab will do you. You ain't spending more than 10 minutes a day in prayer. With, you're weak. You're weak. I'm just telling you you're weak. You can call me judging you all you want. I'm going to tell you you're weak if that's all you got. And the devil will make a mess out of you. It doesn't matter what I've said up here, how much I've preached and how loud I've been, how much spits come out of my mouth while I'm doing it. If you ain't praying for more than 10 minutes a day, you are weak. And the devil will have a heyday in your life. I want to live every moment for the glory of the Lord. How about you? I'm looking for people that want to live for the glory of the Lord. In our trek to become the greatest impact church in the Lehigh Valley, we need to grow in our prayer life. You need to incorporate regular prayer and frequent fasting into your life. And so we've given you the opportunity by saying, join us in this 21 days. Even if you haven't to this point, you could join us going forward now. Just join us for the rest of it. We'll give you four days for free. Come on, join with us. Take some time in prayer and fasting. Did you notice how the Holy Ghost moved here this morning? Do you know there's a direct connection to prayer and fasting? That's why that happens. I want to see more of that. How about you? You will recognize the difference almost immediately. You become a regular prayer. Your your prayer time is interactive. You're spending, you're giving up a whole TV show. I say that with a little tongue in cheek because please give up a whole TV show. Spend it with God. Get in the word. Pray and seek His face, and have it be interactive. Get into a place that's quiet, or turn on your your. You know, if you spot it, how many Spotifyers do we have out there? If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. You know, just just get some good. You know that they actually have intercessory prayer on Spotify. You can you can plug that in. Man. You spend time with God, just have good, quiet, spiritual music from the kingdom in their background and get alone with God and talk to God and listen to him. Prayer changes things, but more importantly, it changes us. It changes us. So let's become the kind of people that others can